The Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't care if Megan Campbell didn't have hamstrings left. If yeah. she just stood on the sideline, she has to play. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball daily. Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, an update on Ulster's gastroenteritis nightmare in South Africa. Connacht and Leinster provide updates on their respective homes and a biting scandal hits the Women's World Cup. But first, Ireland head coach Andy Farrell sat down with the media today for the first time since naming his squad for the upcoming Autumn Internationals. He believes he has a full deck from which to choose, at least for now, ahead of Saturday week's visit of the Springboks to the Aviva. There were worries regarding Joey Carberry's availability following his withdrawal from Munster's defeat to Leinster on Sunday due to a shoulder injury. It was reported this morning that the Munster at half was training fully with his Ireland teammates, much to the delight of the head coach. Well, just so we can get back up and running and, uh, and uh, uh, train as a team and have uh, him uh, back in orders, that's what a general always does, you know, so for him to have that peace of mind to get back on, up and running himself is uh, pretty reassuring for everyone else. Addressing the fitness of Peter O'Mahony and Ty Byrne, Farrell remains confident both Munster forwards will be fit by the time Saturday week rolls around. Um, yeah, confident. But as I said, there's, there's certain stages that they'll, they'll, they'll have to get through, but they, they pull up in not too bad shape and they'll go through a process and we'll see how they are at the beginning of next week. Farrell was also asked about the 12-man Ireland A panel that will arrive in preparation for the game against an All Blacks 15 at the RDS on Friday next. He believes some players within that dozen will have their eye on earning full Ireland recognition later in the Autumn Series. Opportunity, um, finding opportunities for people and finding out. I've, I've, I've constantly said over the last few years, you know, that um, competition has to be all of our best friends. You know, and I said to, said to the players exactly that this morning again when... When the other lads come in, the, the 12 extras are coming for the um, um, the air game next week. You know, there'll be, I don't know, 47 to 50 players in the room and have a look around because, you know, you've, you're all going to be competing against each other over the, over, over the next 12 months, certainly. And you've got to embrace that and, and rise to that and, and be the best teammate that you could possibly be um, within that uh, type of situation as well. So um, we... We created opportunities, opportunities there in, in New Zealand with the A game, um, with, with, the, with the Murray game, sorry. Um, but, I mean, what does that stand for, that type of experience, if you don't back it up? You know, so we've got to find ways of backing it up. And the A game is a fantastic opportunity for people to show um, that they're able to perform at this level because that 100% is going to be a massive step up from, from um, the, the Murray games in themselves. And then... And then we'll see how the land lies after that, you know, because, again, people are fighting for um, a test spot. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it, you know, um, that we go from the two Maori games uh, to the the A game, you know, and the Emerging Island stuff, you know, the non-cap games as such, you know, so people are desperate to, to play for Ireland, but... Like all things, you've got to earn the, earn the right to be able to do that. Ireland are due to play the box in their third pool game at the World Cup in September of next year. Farrell, though, was quick to dispel the notion that November's test would have any bearing on that encounter at the Stade de France. However, he is looking forward to pitting his wits against what he regards as one of the best test sides in the world. Yeah, they've got a unique way of playing and uh, they're all on the same page and that's their strength, isn't it? You know, they... Um, they know the points of difference and they go after it hard and they've been very successful being able to do that. Um, so 
obviously being aware of what South Africa are about is is, is absolutely key because we, we need to know what, what they're trying to achieve but at the same time how we progress our own game is, is, is just as if not more important you know I think um, probably if you want to compare it to what we've faced over over the um, uh, shortest period of time um, probably the, the French away game you know big big set who you go after you properly in, in defence and set pieces obviously um, uh, a main part of their game play a good territory type strangling game and pressure type game so obviously that didn't work out too well for us in the end so we need to show progression from that Kieran Frawley also faced the media today the versatile Leinster man has been spoken about as the natural heir to Jonathan Sexton Frawley is hoping to win a first cap next month and says the advice of his older teammate has been vital to his progress Johnny's unreal to have him like we're so lucky to have him in Leinster and and here um, speaking for all the lads without knowing it we're, we're actually learning a lot off him you can see a lot of uh, the, the way lads are playing is very similar to Johnny and uh, picking up little things like it could be just holding the ball at the line that last second that he does so well um, but then he'd also give you a lot of it'd be constructive criticism almost that like he'll want to get the best out of you and I think when lads are playing with Johnny they always bring their game to the next level because like they, they understand what they're playing with the standard they're playing with as well you know so um yeah, he's brilliant to have. Now, away from the Ireland camp, there's a story that keeps rumbling like the upset stomachs of those involved. It's now been claimed that Ulster and Glasgow Warriors may have brought their stomach bugs into South Africa. They had games with the South Sea Sharks and Emirates Lions postponed last week as both squads were decimated by gastroenteritis cases. 29 Ulster players and 13 support staff were found to have both E. coli and norovirus. It had been believed that both Glasgow and Ulster contracted the viruses via the same Durban hotel, but speaking today, URC Chief Executive Martin Anai said both teams could have brought the viruses with them into the country. The view very clearly from that independent doctor uh, was we had two very sick squads. Um, it, it really was quite stark. There was absolutely no opportunity to even delay the game by 24 to 48 hours. It, it felt... The independent doctor felt that both squads um, had a significant amount of 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 the guys down with with a serious bug. Um, early indications, and again, review is ongoing, which is important to understand what's happened because it is quite odd, I think. Um, but early indications are that there's two separate bugs there: um, one E. coli and one uh, norovirus, effectively. And there are some indications that they actually brought it with them as well. So there is quite a lot to go into um, the, the the medical review, which is which is ongoing, and um, we'll we'll be looking into that. Our rules do state, however, uh, that games should re- be replayed. So um, you know that's that's the first point why the why the matches are listed as being postponed. There's good news for Connacht today with phase two of the redevelopment of the sports ground on target to get underway next year. It will begin with the construction of a new high performance centre, which includes an indoor training pitch. After that, their new 7,000 seat north stand will be built in place of the existing clan terrace. That will include a mix of standing, seating, media and corporate hospitality areas. Connacht hope to have the whole kit and caboodle completed for the start of the 25-26 season. Phase one included installation of their new 4G pitch and that will 
will conclude with new LED floodlights going in next month. Leinster also have news of their home base today. They've signed a 25-year agreement to remain at the RDS. It's back in 2005 when Leinster first played a home game at the Ballsbridge venue, becoming anchor tenants two years later. Meanwhile, Leinster senior coach Stuart Lancaster has been explaining his reasoning for leaving for Racing. He'll depart at the end of this season, telling off the ball this evening that he wants to go out winning trophies. In this snippet from the full interview, he says there was some humming and hawing over his decision this summer. Yes, oh, massively, cool. Massively, massively. I mean, to, you know, I'm leaving, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best, you know, environments to work in, um, in world rugby. I mean, it's an amazing place to work. You know, fantastic people, incredibly happy, love Dublin, love living here. Um, uh, knowing knowing that there's more potential in the group, you know, look at the age profile of the group, you know, there's some really good young players coming through. Um, feeling that there's unfinished business, you know, with not having nailed all the finals and semi-finals we've been in um, but obviously on the other side you've got this pull of challenging yourself in a different environment as a coach you know going to live not a million miles away from home but you know in a completely different country learn the language um, and try and build a, a team that's close to what Leinster have, you know they've got a good academy at Racing um, they've obviously good talented players mm. um, but they've never quite got across the line other than once I think that, that year 2016 so um yeah, lots of two in the front. And what swings it ultimately in the direction of Paris? Probably the challenge. Okay. Probably the challenge. It just it was just too too hard to turn down in terms of like challenging myself as a leader and as a coach. Um to go back to a number one position, um, you know, to be head coach, um, to build a team, to try and integrate my learnings from England and from Ireland into the French way. Mm. I think in four years' time I'll be a better coach. As I said to the players, hopefully I can come back at that point or you know who knows what happens in four years time but uh, you know I'd still be you know 56, 57 years old I'd still be plenty of coaching left in me mm. um, and I think I want to finish my career as a coach having experienced different environments and challenge myself in different ways and this probably was never going to come again in the way it came that full interview is available elsewhere in the OTB rugby feed and finally Italy's Sarah Tunesi has been handed a 12 game ban for biting during the Women's Rugby World Cup in New Zealand the lock was cited after Sunday's 21-8 pool B win over Japan and the decision was upheld by the tournament's judicial committee Tunesi has two days to appeal but as it stands will miss Italy's quarter-final against France on Saturday. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed and to leave any positive feedback you possibly can. I'm Richie McCormack and I'll talk to you tomorrow.